One of the things my partner says, which is true, actually, there comes a point where if you produce something or run a business or whatever it is, you have to decide if you're going to actually be that thing or not. Uh, what I mean by this is, or what she means by this is, are you going to take it seriously? Is it going to become more than a hobby and a distant dream and become something tangible? Are you actually going to act on your dream or is, is it actually going to be more than a side hustle? Is it actually going to be something you properly pursue? With me, it's art, but for you, it might be something else. And it's not an easy decision to take. There are many fears involved, such as, am I good enough? Will anybody like buy my work? Will I be able, will I be able to make a living? Am I just messing around? All of these kind of things. Instantly, these fears don't go away, even when you're making progress. It's sort of, particularly if you're doing something that society views as fun to do, there is a societal narrative which you can't help but internalise up to a certain degree of uh, you're just playing around, you're not properly working. Sometimes people, I think, hedge these things by making it a side hustle or part of a sort of portfolio career. I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with that, but you've got to, I think, still take these things seriously. Being part of a portfolio career can have its own benefits in terms of bringing in other interests or idea, but still the same issue arises. Are you going to take it seriously? This means, in my case, um, firstly, taking myself seriously as an artist. I'm not saying here that you have to be pompous, egocentric, and without humility or humour, although plenty of people are in the art world, and I think it's something that art, the art world does have a reputation for rewarding such behaviour. And a certain amount of egocentricity is necessary, either real or faked, to be able to push these things forward. But what I'm saying is that you have to start considering what you do as work and something that matters as not something frivolous. It doesn't mean it can't be fun. Of course it could be fun, but it has to be something you actually do even when it's not fun. So a book I would recommend you reading is called The War of Art. I can't remember the name of the author right now. I'll put this the details in in the description of the podcast, but he talks about exactly this issue. Taking it seriously, of course, actually working on it, doing so, of course, ups the stakes and the fears I mentioned. But it is, I think, essential. After all, if you don't take yourself seriously, why should anybody else? I am, frankly, only beginning to do this. I've recently sort of upped my game, technically speaking, and in the quality of the work I produce. I signed up, beginning of last year, to a course at the Newland School of Art, which is down in Penzance in the southwest corner of Cornwall, really the end of Britain before you fall off into the sea. It's called Studio Practice, and I'll probably talk about that more later. And that's really made me take my work more seriously, take much more time on it, plan it much more, things like that. However, there are a number of issues which I still need to address, and which, in your own way, in, in your version, you have to as well. And one of them is, who are my audience? The ideal client is the business buzzword. It seems to me there are effectively two pools of people to choose from, right? There's the art world and the general public, and they have very different reactions to my work, or okay, can do anyway. People in the art world, other artists, art teachers, etc., tend to prefer my more left, left field and weirder stuff. So I'll put some pictures up in the or links to them anyway in the description of this podcast. But I've got a picture of a uh, a blue art decorated art pod, and it's done in a triptych with some weird symbols, and it's painted on cardboard. 
and other artists they love it both the subject and the fact was done on cardboard have attracted their attention whereas members of the public don't their reaction has been why have you painted this on a shitty bit of cardboard it looks like crap and they seem to prefer not necessarily more classical compositions but more classically presented artwork so still life seems to go down well landscapes I, in my experience, are harder to sell unless the person has a connection to the place. So whatever your field is, and in whichever field you're striving in, you're probably going to have a similar issue. Are you going to try and impress your peers or your punters? Can you do both? I think if you reach a certain level, you can do both. But what are you doing this for? Are you doing this to make a name for yourself, to make a living? I'm... I haven't answered that question really. I'm trying to ride both horses at the moment. Um, my natural inclination is to try and please punters. But of course, as you may have guessed from the fact I'm doing a podcast, I desperately crave the attention and approval of my peers. So it's it's a question I think everyone battles with. And perhaps there isn't one answer. Perhaps you shift from one to the other throughout the course of your career. And There's a quote from the film director Guillermo del Toro talking about his films he says I do one for them and then one for me and maybe that's the way to approach it I don't know what do you think <laughs>